There we go. Um, we typically start out the new year by looking ahead at the year, uh, anticipating some of the ways that we plan uh, to meet God and to uh, grow as a community. Um, we typically try to encapsulate uh, our plans for a given year in a theme uh, that we use to sort of direct our steps and, and filter the kinds of some of the things that um, we plan to do throughout the year. Um, normally I call this Sunday a vision Sunday, which I'm, let's just be honest, it feels silly to even use that word. Um, and if 2020 taught us anything, uh, it's how foolish it is to project where we'll be or what we'll be doing a year from now. Um, and so instead, uh, today we're going to talk about um, hopes and, and desires. Um, now, before I talk about what I see God's hopes and desires are for our particular community in 21, I am I'm curious to start it out by hearing from you all. So um, we like to dialogue around here. This is live, so um, you can unmute yourself and answer this question. But what, what are some of your desires for this year? What are some of your hopes? Um, what are some of the things that you want to see either in yourself or in the world in 2021? So again, you get to unmute and, uh, and share your answer to that question. So love to hear from you. Seems small. One of the things I want and I have hope for is gathering again. Kind of talked about it before, but I don't know. It's so much of so much is tied up in community for me that I miss it a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think there, if there's if there's anything I learned in 2020, I, I learned a, a lot from the year. Uh, one of the main things, though, is the value of physical presence. Mm -hmm. um, how we're wired for face-to-face um, -face community, you know, um, which is interesting because the church has been talking about like uh, digital community for years. It wasn't just a 2020 thing, but there, there have been people talking about how digital is the new wave, you know, just like everything else has gone digital, community is going digital. And I think there are some ways where digital um, can supplement and maybe even reach people that aren't attainable in other methods. Um, but community is an analog thing. And no matter how much you try, we just can't get away from that. Uh, so yeah, I, that's one of my hopes for this year too, John. And obviously we'll be tracking with um, numbers and statistics to determine when the best possible way to do it safely is. And Hopefully that will be sooner rather than later. Anybody else? My wife wants school to come back. I think I, <laughs> I, think I share that. We pulled our kids here, here. So uh, we're looking forward to sending them back to school again. Yeah. And I'm excited too, because we, I, I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things kind of gradually start to come back to normal. But um, I think also we're also realistic that that's going to be like a while yet, but um, I think there, 
there there is the light at the end of the COVID tunnel. I think that's encouraging. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. So um, can't wait for school to, to restart in person again. And, uh, yeah, and I think um, having a few people within our community, medical professionals start to get vaccines and seeing that taking place, like there's a shot of hope for me, like that there is uh, an end point maybe in sight that we're working towards. So it's not without challenges, that's for certain. And it's probably not as soon as any of us would like it to be, but yeah. Anybody else? Well, if John is thinking small, I'm going to dream big. Um, reconciliation and healing in our land and in our communities. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one for sure. Should have just said world peace. That's how big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but true reconciliation and true justice. Uh, not just a faux peace mm -hmm. that comes from glossing over uh, the challenges and, and calling everyone to unity when people still suffer unjustly in our country, but um, mm -hmm. a real shalom of the kingdom of God, like tangibly in some form in this country. Yeah, um, I'm praying for that myself, James. Somebody else was about to go. And... Uh, I was gonna say, I wanna see my family in person instead of on zoom because <laughs> I've, I've been seeing them on zoom for the past year and a half and you know I was going to see them for the wedding and then they didn't come out so yeah. I miss my family yeah 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 and you're not alone there Ilea. Um something that many of us are, are wishing and hoping for uh, this year um, there's I mean I'm for all the things that were mentioned there are probably a hundred more uh, that could be said. And um, as I think about uh, my own hopes for the new year, um, most of mine have less to do with what I kind of want to happen and more to do with who I want to become. I think I find myself um, kind of drifting in that direction recently. Maybe it's just the fact that I'm 40 now and <laughs> uh, um, I'm thinking more about who I'm becoming and whether or not I like the person I'm becoming and, and all those sorts of things. But um, I think about the, you know, wanting to be a dad who's more present with my kids and not take um, this season for granted that they're home with me, not just to complain about it and, and begrudgingly get through it, but to receive it as a gift, um, which I've had a challenge uh, doing recently. Um, you know, I, th I think about becoming a husband who's, uh, responsive to my wife and in terms of her her needs and just relationally. Um, I think of uh, becoming someone who's taking clear steps towards uh, being a greater ally and advocate for my black indigenous and, and people of color, brothers and sisters. Um, I think of, of becoming someone who lives with less fear and more faith. Um, but I think underneath all those questions in terms of this becoming is um, one of the questions that's been driving me recently is, am I becoming the kind of person who's moving 
closer and closer to the very goal, the very endpoint, or the the telos, uh, if I can use that Greek term, um, of what it means to be a Christian. Am I moving towards the goal of what it means to be a Christian? And um, which, so I want to, I want to have have you think about this question and you can respond to this as well. If someone asked you, what's the goal? Like I, you know, I see you guys, Christians, you gather online during COVID, uh, you sing worship songs, you, you know, you do th good things in the community, but like, what's the goal? Like, what are you guys after um, as Christians? How would you answer that question? What do you say to that? Like when somebody asks you that, and again, you're free to answer. First Timothy 1.5. Oh, he's, Aaron, uh, he's proof texting us. He's gonna, he's gonna answer it. It Go was ahead. written on my wall. So I had a, an easy read. Yeah. And First Timothy 1.5 says, but the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. I guess it used the word goal, so you can't refute it in its scripture. But I guess not. So there you have it. <laughs> yeah, the goal is love. That's really interesting, because I don't think most of us have an imagination for what that means. Like, does that, does that mean we like feel fuzzies all the time, you know? Um, but the goal of our faith is to live in love. That's putting it a different way than what I'm going to put it, but it dovetails really nicely. How else would you put it? Somebody put it in your own words. I always tell people it, the goal is to, um, to live more like Christ and to bring more of his kingdom here on earth so others can know who he is. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, a, there's an apprenticing to Jesus. There's a becoming like him. And it has to do with his kingdom. We're going to talk a little bit about. Great. What else? Jay, I'll actually pose a question. And I think, doesn't it depend on what sect you belong to? Because don't the different sects of, of Christianity have different goals? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I think it gets interpreted differently, depending on what group you're a part of. Um, for, for sure. Yeah. Well, keep that thought in mind, keep that question. Um, because I, I think a lot of us would say something along the lines of maybe Aaron's answer or Jen's answer, um, that it has to do with growing in love or it has to do with the kingdom of God. Um, but most of us, practically speaking, when it comes to our everyday life, when we think about what we're doing as Christians and what the end is, we fall into a trap of thinking that it's about either knowing stuff or doing stuff, that it's about... Um, of growing our intellectual knowledge or certainty about certain things um, 
having our, our theology uh, neatly categorized in ways that make sense to us. Or it's about doing stuff. Um, it's about reading your Bible and praying and sharing Jesus with your neighbor. And all of those are, you know, knowing stuff and doing stuff are good things. They're included in um, the life of, of Christ, the life of a Christian. Um, but it's not the sum total. And it's not actually what we're after. So what are we after? Um, because if, if you think about any other relationship that you have, knowing stuff and doing stuff um, uh, doesn't cut it when it comes to other relationships, right? I mean, if you think about uh, friendships that you have, yes, you do stuff together and you know stuff about the other person, but you wouldn't say that's the goal of your friendship is to just know more and do more. Uh, same thing with a parent-child relationship, same thing in a marriage relationship. I mean, can you imagine if I said to couples who are getting married uh, on their wedding day, okay, guys, remember, the goal of your union today is that God wants you to systematically, categorically know the other person, and he wants you to do stuff together, like lots of stuff, like go on date nights and have kids and, and, um, and, and drink coffee and eat together. And yes, all that's included. You have to know your spouse and you're going to do stuff with your spouse, but that's not the goal of marriage. The goal of marriage is a relational partnership of love. And, um, and it, that's, that doesn't just mean a sentimental kind of feeling about the other person. Love means a mutual submission of your lives to one another. And this is also true of the most crucial relationship that any of us have, the relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That God isn't, isn't just after um, people who do stuff for him. He's not just after mindless robots who he can control and use for his, game, his ends. And he's not just after people who know a bunch of stuff. He's, he doesn't want just people that are walking brains or full of knowledge without fruit. God is after mindful disciples that he can fill and empower. He's after people that he can dwell in and declare good news to. In other words, he's after people who, who, who know how to participate and partner in the very life of the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, if we talked about this last week, but last year's theme was the presence of God, that we wanted to grow over the course of 2020 and in our learning to understand that God is present and it worked everywhere, everywhere all around us. Um, and, and one of the things that I, sort of the next step in that progression is, is realizing that if God is present and at work all the time, then it means that God also wants to train us how to experience and respond to his presence. Um, because it's one thing to notice that God is present, but the point of our discipleship, the point of our life with Christ is learning how to say yes to what God is presently doing. If you notice it, but don't say yes to it, it does you no good. And if you're just um, saying yes to everything, in compliance that maybe it's somehow Christ, but you're not 
attuned to what the Holy Spirit is doing in and among you, both of those two things are ditches where you will fall away from the, the kind of life that God promised that we would have in him. He's seeking an interactive, conversational relationship with you. This is what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 4.17 when he said, um, when it says about Jesus that his entire ministry was framed in this language to repent for the kingdom of heaven is, has come near. Repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near, which means God is working among you in Jesus. Heaven isn't somewhere else. It's come here. And so we, we on the one hand, watch for it as it breaks into our, our lives. But we do that so that we can participate in that kingdom as it arrives on earth. So I, I get concerned that as Christians, we talk about extending the kingdom of God. Um, you know, building the kingdom of God. When if you look at Jesus's life and you look at the totality of the New Testament, God is actually the one who builds the kingdom and we are the ones who receive it by faith. And that process isn't just a one-time thing that happens when you come to faith the first time. That receiving of the kingdom of God, responding to it in ways that are congruent with what God is doing, is the ongoing action of what it looks like to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus. And that's why we pray along with Jesus that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus didn't just say, hey, pray that one time and then you're good to go. That was to be the ongoing prayer. Wake up to what God is doing so that you can walk with him in it. And the good news is that the, the opportunity to partner in the life of Jesus is already available to you, friends. Colossians 1.27 says that God wanted to make the glorious riches of his secret plan known among the Gentiles, which is Christ living in you. He's living in you. Paul says to the Galatians in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. He's alive. That's what we celebrate on Easter. And he's come near. That's what we celebrate on Christmas. And so this is the whole reason that when, when Paul thinks to pray for his friends in Ephesus, uh, that he says this, that for this reason, I kneel before the father from whom every family on heaven on earth derives its name. So imagine this, Paul is kneeling uh, before God, um, just crying out on behalf of his friends that he loves so dearly. What is it that fills Paul's mind uh, that he wants so desperately on their behalf. Well, he tells us, he says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit in your inner being. So that, that, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. What is he saying? He wants them to wake up to what God is doing and to respond with obedient trust. So let me ask this question. 
how do you know if you're experiencing a partnership with Jesus? Like, what does that look like? What are some of the indications that you're participating in Jesus's life? And how would you know that it were happening to you? You have any ideas or thoughts on that particular question? How do you know if you're participating in the life of God? Um, I, one thing I would say is I think um, if I'm seeing kind of like reflections of what's happening in the Bible in my life, so like spending time in community with other people, um, but also I think um, the fruit of the spirit I think sometimes it's good to like pull back and say like am i seeing these fruit in my life yeah. or my community and kind of going from there yeah exactly yeah so do we see the fruit of the spirit um growing on on our tree right do we see ourselves experiencing joy and love and peace patience kindness goodness gentleness self-control Are we trying to manufacture those things through brute effort? <laughs> or are they coming as a result of some other things? It's, it's those other things that I'm actually particularly um, curious about for us this year. Anybody else? I, I saw Tony pick up the comp. Yeah, go ahead, Jed. Did you have an answer? Uh, yeah, but you guys just took the answer I was going to. <laughs> All right. To, to I say. have one thing to, to add, Jay. When you, when you, I'm sorry, it's, it's good. Tony's connections. Uh, say when you find that you are, okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear what Tony has to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tony, go ahead. We'll be patient. Finish your thought, man. Or maybe he puts it in chat. Uh, if this is okay, I was just going to say or that you feel that you are accomplishing the fruits that Christ wants us to be as part of the vine. Um, that's it. And then internally, when you find yourself receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the peace, the rest, the joy, then you know that you've connected. I think we lost Jay now, too. There he is. I'm here. So I would also add one thing that um, I echo what um, Lindsay and Tony said, but um, also I think you begin to hear from God more in your life. Um, so you know, um, you don't just you don't just resemble those things like the fruits are growing, but also you know what it is He wants you to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I was getting after with it by mentioning a conversational relationship. 
um, Jesus is pretty clear that his sheep know his voice. So um, do we know what the shepherd sounds like? Do we know how to respond to that voice? Do we know when, you, when we hear it and, and when not? Um, yeah. Yeah, all great thoughts. Here's the thing. I'm not going to answer the question today um, because that's the question that we're going to be exploring together as a community in 2021. So uh, there are a few ways that we're going to begin to pursue this together uh, in, in, a, in a tangible way. Uh, the, and I'll mention these are no, in no particular order, but uh, one of the things that I'm going to be doing um, probably later this year, late spring, early summer, is uh, beginning a cohort uh, for discipleship where we're going to train in this very thing. So it's going to be uh, sort of a training environment where um, we get to practice these things together uh, in, a, in a more holistic way. Um, and that's, it's going to be a bit of a commitment. It's not just a three or four week thing. It's probably going to last for, uh, for quite a while. But if, if, if this is something that's resonating with you, you want to grow in this area and you want to be able to lead other people uh, to do the same thing, then I would encourage you to pray on that and, and keep an eye out for that when it comes around. Again, that'll be later in the spring. Uh, another thing that we're going to do together is um, we're going to be looking at certain spiritual disciplines throughout the year. Normally, what I would do is kind of do a, a teaching series on spiritual disciplines, and we'd give them to you all like in a, in a four-week or an eight-week shot. And um, that's great for getting content out, but it's not great for actually practicing what you're hearing. <laughs> so oftentimes what happens is you do an eight-week series and everyone's like, that's fantastic, and nobody does anything, <laughs> right? And then you move on to the next series. So instead, what we're going to do is we're going to do a series of, of one-time teachings that'll happen throughout the year, and then after the, a, a teaching on a particular uh, spiritual discipline, like sil silence or solitude or fasting or Sabbath or confession, uh, we're going to take a period of time where we practice that spiritual discipline as a community before we move on to the next one. So these will happen kind of mixed into other series or in between other teaching series that we do throughout the year. Um, so stay tuned for that one. I think the first one will be on silence, which will happen sometime in the next uh, month or two. Um, the third thing that we're going to do is, is a, a more concentrated teaching series. We're going to start out 21, uh, 2021 uh, by looking at the Sermon on the Mount. And so that's going to start next week. And it's going to be uh, the, the content for our Sunday gatherings for the course of 12 weeks from now until Easter Sunday. Um, we're, one of the things that we're going to be doing as we go through that series is using a book as a devotional. Um, we haven't done this for several years, but I think this is a great opportunity for it, um, which means as, I, as we teach through uh, the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew 5 to Matthew 7, we're going to be using a book as a supplemental guide to that. So if you're looking for something to use as a, um, as a devotional, a daily devotional that you can do uh, on your own that'll supplement where we're going as a community, um, this is the book that we're going to be taking some of the concepts from. Can everybody see that? All right. I don't know if I, yeah, I've got it on the screen. 
Um, it's a book by Sky Jatani called What If Jesus Was Serious? And it's, a, it's about um, putting the Sermon on the Mount into practice. What does it mean to live out Jesus's teaching? Um, and was he serious? So, sometimes we, we think about the Sermon on the Mount, we think Jesus was just trying to like set the bar so high that we would have no other choice but to just throw ourselves on him and 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 ask for forgiveness by grace and that's true that's available to us but um jesus also said that a wise man puts the things that i've said into practice you know when he says that right after teaching through the sermon on the mount <laughs> so he's he's calling us uh as believers to um to practice what he's teaching to practice the content of the kingdom of god to participate in the ways that he's already at work in the world. So that's how it dovetails with um, our theme for, for the year. So if you want a devotional to go through as we're doing that teaching series, I encourage you to pick up uh, Sky Jutani's What If Jesus Was Serious. Um, and then the last thing that we're gonna do is something that we're kicking off in January uh, that's gonna be happening on Wednesdays during lunchtime. And Aaron is gonna be leading that, so I will hand it off to him for him to talk about what we're doing on Wednesday. Sorry, that was a bad time to cough. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things I have been praying about is um, setting aside regular time um, where I can join with others to pray as a community. And um, for the month of January, um, on Wednesdays, between 11.45 and 12.15, and I know that's kind of a random time slot, um, but I chose that because that's a time that I can commit to um, being at the computer on Zoom. And it's an open door for anybody in the gathering uh, that would like to join for any reason. Um, the focus is going to be on praying as a community, um, but that may look like a lot of different things. It could look like uh, praying together. It could look like reading some scripture and praying through the Psalms or um, encouraging one another. And I think it really depends upon um, the needs of the day, uh, what's going on, who joins, and also how we sense and see the Holy Spirit moving. So that's going to be for the month of January and, um, you know, midway through or so we'll reassess and see how that's working and um, what we would like to do from there. It may be something that's continued. Um, it may not. Um, the one thing I, Jay, I'm assuming that we're going to use the church's Zoom. That's the only question I didn't ask. So I'm, I'm assuming that thumbs up. Am I right in that? Okay. So it'll be this same Zoom number, the same password, and it's Wednesdays, 11.45 to 12.15, every Wednesday. I'll be on through the duration of that time. Um, yeah. So it's, it's also something that um, I'm going to be pursuing in some sort of fasting, which doesn't have to be a fast from food. Um, that happens to be my lunchtime. So it may be that I'm fasting that time from eating lunch because of this, but 
I would encourage you just to begin praying about um, what are some things that you can move aside so that God can become the primary. So that kind of as Jesus calls us to seek first his kingdom, I would encourage you to pray as to like, how is God asking you to rearrange things so that his kingdom is kind of like the forefront and the first thing. And that's kind of what I'm praying about during this time um, for this month to, uh, to walk with the spirit in what he's doing. Okay, Jay, I'm kicking it back to you. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for sharing and thanks for leading that um, on our behalf, Aaron. I look forward to those times together. And um, yeah, so if you want to participate uh, in that, you can pop in any Wednesday uh, starting at 1145. Um, join us to pray. Uh, join us to share. Um, and um, if you want to participate in a fast or not, we, we can talk about that uh, in our first meeting this Wednesday. Um, so those are a couple, I've just named four different ways that um, we're going to begin pursuing this together. I'm sure that there'll be more as we go through the year, but these are the four that are on our minds at this point. So again, there's a discipleship cohort that's going to happen um, as a training environment later this year. Uh, we're going to do some spiritual discipline activity, both teaching and practice uh, kind of throughout the year. We're starting out our our first series is on the Sermon on the, on the Mount and participating in Jesus's here and now kingdom, uh, along with a devotional that I mentioned already. And then on Wednesdays, we're going to uh, pray and many of us will fast at the same time. So uh, the last thing I want to mention uh, before we respond together is um, I was thinking about what, what do we need to participate with Jesus? Like, what do we have to bring with us? If we think about taking a journey together this year, what are the items that we should pack in our bag? And, uh, and three, three items come to mind. And um, if you're taking notes, like scribble these down somewhere. But I think these will be uh, key for us in order to go on this journey well. Um, and they all start with C. So I, I haven't alliterated for a while. So um, <laughs> why not? Why not start the new year out with a, with a C alliteration? The three things are curiosity, compassion, and courage. Those are the three things that you're going to need in order to take this journey well with Jesus. The first is to have a relentless curiosity about what he's doing, both in and around you. Just be like unashamedly curious. Like ask that question all the time. Like, what are you doing? What are you saying? How are you at work? And I think that this brings about a reminder of the good news that, that um, the life of God starts with the life that you already have. It's not some fictitious life that's more wealthy or healthy or faithful or wise. God begins where we really are. He meets you in reality. And so be curious about it. Be ready to, to meet him in the life that you already have, because that's the life he's at work in. He's at life in the world as it currently exists, a life that's still full of disease and racism and inequality and injustice. So be curious. That's the first thing. The second is compassion. 
you're going to need a deep compassion for yourself. And here's why. Because to meet him is to meet him in your weaknesses and failures. And, and not only that, but you're going to be really bad at saying yes to him when you start. Uh, I remember um, when I lived in Philadelphia, one of my roommates had a unicycle and he was really good at riding it. And I grew up riding bicycles and I thought, if I can do two wheels, I can do one. Like this, I, I, I've got really good balance. And so I remember going out to um, the, the street, the sidewalk and, uh, and trying out his unicycle. And um, I was horrible at it. And I never got good at it because I like I got so frustrated that it wasn't working for me that I was like, I'm just going back to a bicycle. This is crazy. Like this is this is for for um, for other people. It's not for me because <laughs> I fell a lot and it hurt. And um, I lived in a row home and there are a lot of people around watching this idiot ride a unicycle that can't ride it, you know, so. Um, it just, it didn't just hurt physically, but it sort of, my ego took a hit at the same time and following Jesus and saying yes to him, partnering with him and what he's really doing will feel a lot like riding a unicycle. It, it won't come naturally at first. <laughs> uh, you're going to fall a lot, but it's okay because the grace of God is there to catch you. Um, Jesus is so committed to uh, meeting you where you really are. And he, uh, and so that means that we can adopt the same compassion for ourselves that he has for us. So you're going to need compassion and you're going to need curiosity. The third thing you're going to need is courage. You're going to need courage because most of us prefer to play it safe in all of our relationships, especially when it comes to our relationship with God. We don't want to fail. And so we never risk anything. And, and I think maybe this is why the most repeated phrase from God to humans is don't be afraid. And so I just encourage you to have courage and don't settle. Courage, compassion, curiosity. That's what you'll need for this journey in 2021. So as we close, I just want just um, maybe close your eyes with me. Um, as we're about to pray. And um, um, in a moment, we're gonna respond, but um, think about the, the, the kind of person who would participate in the life of Jesus. And imagine that you're that kind of person. Imagine the kind of person that you would become by the end of this year, if you said yes to him. And, and maybe dream a bit about the ways that God is waiting to meet you in the coming weeks and months. God, as we think about that, as we maybe feel the tug of your invitation to us, um, I pray along with Paul that you would, out of the glorious riches that you have in your kingdom, strengthen us by the power of the Holy Spirit in our inner being and, and particularly enable us to understand and to agree with Christ dwelling in us. Help us to, 
to discover what it looks like to respond with trusting obedience as you call to us day in, day out this year. We want to be the kind of people, Lord, that can bear your image, that can be empowered by your spirit to receive and extend the kingdom of God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.